we are going live in five, four, three, two, one. Yo, 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 tell me what you know. Welcome to the Sunshine Show. Woo! Tonight, I have a very special guest for you guys. The most amazing, the most fabulous, the one and only, the most bully of them all, Brendan Clemente in the house. What's up, Brendan? That's that's the best intro I've ever gotten for sure. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? How uh, fabulous! The one is down really good. How was your day today? What have you been up to? Uh, I worked all day. Uh, did the did the day job thing, and it was it was awesome. Um, I, I actually like loved my day job, so it was that was good. And then I uh, I troubleshooted with Zoom and you for a while because i i'm super you know we were talking about i'm like very technical so i like wanted to run my sound through a mic and stuff i couldn't be easy so um so yeah so we we did that and then here we are it was it was a quick day yeah it's funny how days just sort of fly by i was uh telling you how i actually did an interview this morning for a podcast at 10 a.m which is like completely off skelter from what i'm used to that's an early one. <laughs> it was. Um, and I want to give a huge shout out to Paid the Cost 831. Um, I just had the most amazing time ever. Uh, for those of you, I mean, pretty much everybody who follows me knows that this is a fake tooth. Well, let me just tell you what happened today during my interview. I'll make it quick. Such my a good story. <laughs> so um, Oliver, my pig, got a hold of my flipper, which is like the fake tooth that, you know, fits up into into my cavity my open cavity for my tooth well um fucking he got a hold of it all i have is like literally a tooth so i polygrip that bitch in and stick it up in there right it's working um it my tooth fell out of my mouth halfway of during my fucking <laughs> podcast interview today yo it was pretty much the best thing ever i acted like nothing happened i busted out the polygrip from my fanny pack. I put it on my tooth and I shoved it back in there and it was gold. So everybody, I will let you know when that episode <laughs> drops so that you guys can go check it out on YouTube for if nothing more for the fucking entertainment of the whole fucking episode. I can't, I can't wait to see that. And, and everyone, just so you know, like we were chatting right before this and I get super nervous before talking or doing anything in public really. And and Sunshine tells me that story to like calm my nerves. She's like, well, listen to what happened to me on this podcast this morning. <laughs> yeah, yo, so, you know, we're all human. We got to make the best of what we have. And yo, just fucking keeping it real. True. 100%. Let's see who's in the comments. Thank you all for joining us tonight. It's going to be a fucking epic epic episode mm. uh, we got mike torn doug metz luigi megan richardson janet luis gonzalez boy you were going rolling last night for your birthday happy birthday brother margie in the house thank you margie for this beautiful mug brent coleman judas priestley yeah this so many familiar names yo we got the whole fam bam in the house big shout out doug and brett i heard doug and brett in there two homies for sure yeah, Dan Aroro, love all Dan. you guys. Yeah, man, um, it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> if you stoked. guys joined us last night, my power actually shut off about 15 minutes into the episode, and Zeb just fucking kept rocking and rolling like a G. 
the true rock star he is he just cruised through like nothing happened he's you know i feel like that's that's a thing for a musician you have to be ready to roll if something goes wrong you have to you know you have to keep going (laughs) yeah and i was like on my you know phone trying to like call him and and then i'm like what the fuck are they still like going and like he's just answering questions i'm like yes so epic Perfect, perfect, perfect. You guys, if you have any comments for Brendan tonight, please put them in the comments. I will get to them as soon as I am able to. And let's get this started. Brendan, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I I live in Minnesota currently with my wife. Um, But the interesting part of that story is that I moved here from California um, which is, I, I guess, kind of a crazy, most people can't wrap their head around that, you know, they're like, why would you go from San Diego to Minnesota? And um, I guess, I guess the short answer is I'm kind of happy wherever I am. So like, you know, you can put me in Antarctica and I'll tell, I, I do need my internet connection and music production, but like, as long as I have those, I'm, I'm going to be happy. Um, but I, I grew up in New Hampshire, um, actually, and I uh, moved to San Diego after I graduated college. Um, we were just kind of like, you know, I was hanging out with some friends in New Hampshire the summer after college, and we were just like, man, like New Hampshire kind of sucks, huh? And you know, just just to be clear, I love New Hampshire now. Like, I'm so proud of where I'm from. But like, when I was 22, you know, it's like it was like, ah, let's just get out of here. So. Um, so yeah, so we we cruised out. We just left in my old uh, Subaru wagon and decided to like drive across the country. Um, we broke down, and it, it took a while to to get to California, but it was a super sweet road trip. And uh, yeah, we just randomly landed in San Diego. We we're like, this seems like a cool place to hang out for a while. And then uh, ten years later, you know, I was still there. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, but now that you brought up San Diego, not to interrupt you, although I no asked. no please. <laughs> Let's talk about the cockroach apartment in San Diego. Ah, yes, the cockroach apartment, the <laughs> Um <laughs> So like the first, so like when we got out there, we were super broke from the road trip. Like we, we, we made this whole financial plan and we were like, all right, we're going to save all this money and we're going to drive there and we're going to camp every night on the way. So we're super cheap lodging and we're going to have some money to like get a place when we get to San Diego. And of course we were so tired after driving every day and like partying every night that like we we stayed in hotels the entire trip blew all of our money and then by the time we got to San Diego just like broke and we're like okay we can't afford anything and it took us like five days to even find an apartment like we, we slept in my car in a Walmart for like two nights in a parking lot like just <laughs> we were just yeah we were just you know like doing what we had to and um so one place we found was this like so I'm with a roommate, mind you, and uh, my buddy Kenny that drove out there with me. And we're just in this like studio apartment in Pacific Beach, uh, San Diego. And it was just filled with cockroaches and like, like really bad. Like we would wake up at night and they would just like, you'd find one on you and just be like, oh, you know, it's like the most people's like worst nightmare. And the worst. Yeah, that was, that was, that was life for a year. You know, we, I was sleeping on like a, uh, you know, we didn't have money for furniture or anything. So my roommate was sleeping on these like two, these two blown up air mattresses stacked on top of each other and they deflated halfway through every night. So I would wake up at like 3am and he'd have his pump in, like pumping them up. 
and uh, I was sleeping on this couch we found on the side of the road that just had like food in it, like and it was it was gross. But yeah, we were we were twenty two, so <laughs> made it work. Yeah, dude, my uh, I have one cockroach story that I can contribute to this conversation. Um, have you ever seen an albino roach? No, that's I, terrifying. I know. So just the look on your face, I know. So basically, I saw my first albino roach, and it was like flying. It was a it was a flying oh, roach. Oh man, that's a and so level. I I like had enough you know gusto to kill it, and it started screaming at me, and it legit. Ee! Oh my god! Never again. I don't fuck with roaches, yo. Sorry. That is insane. Oh my god. I don't, I don't know if I could have dealt with that. Like, <laughs> that's, that's a different level. They do exist. <laughs> that's so crazy. But yeah, so it was, um, it, it was an interesting, like, introduction to San Diego. And like, honestly, I like music, music has been a thing for me. Um, since I was in high school and my little brother bought a guitar. He's, he's a few years younger than me. He saved up all his money one summer, bought a nice acoustic guitar. And I like saw him get it. And I was like, he's going to be cooler than me in like three weeks if he can play guitar. So I was like the insecure older brother. So I totally like just, I would get home from school before him. So I'd steal it out of his room and then just lock my room and practice all day. So, or all night. So, um, yeah, that's the that's like how I actually ended up um, how I actually ended up playing guitar. But um, yeah, like music when I got out to San Diego, music was just like still still this like distant dream. Like I, I had I had a guitar and stuff and the little crappy amp and everything, but it you know there was we we just had nothing going for us. We didn't know anyone. We didn't have anything going on. I didn't know how to really be a professional musician or in a band or like really how to do anything. So, um, so yeah, that first year in San Diego was like a, it was a test, you know, it was, it was basically like nothing is going for you. I was kind of ready to, um, I was actually getting ready to move home after nine months. I was like totally like ready to pack my bags. And I was like, all my friends are back up in Boston. Like I'm going to, you know, live up there with them and stuff but um but yeah like nine months in believe it or not like off uh it, it was a band it was an ad on band mix which is like an old like you know band networking site i don't know if um it's even still around but like someone kept hitting me up there and uh this person named cole essentially like transitioned me from being uh this like crazy like weird kind of just struggling like not really doing anything with music to like a focus and like he's like this is a band this is our practice space this is these are the songs we have to learn we have to do this to get shows we have to build an audience and like so that was like my th that year was like ended up being like a, a huge kind of test and like a you know a big um big learning year in, in music for me on like all the things that can go wrong like i yeah i bombed open mic nights i i, I just didn't do anything correctly the first year <laughs> it was oh brendan so it sounds like you're self-taught yeah yeah um i yeah like self-taught in the sense that i never took a formal lesson but i've been fortunate enough to like um to meet some really really good musicians along the way who have like kind of like um kind of shown me thing, you know, like 
been like, here, this is why this note makes sense in this scale. And I'm, I'm not like a musical theory guy at all. Like I, I hardly know anything more than basic theory, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, I just kind of feel, feel it out until it sounds decent to me, I guess. Well, you're doing a great job. I want to address some of these comments because you have so many people here supporting you tonight. And That's awesome. Wonderful. I love to see that. Um, what's up, guys? Thanks for hanging out. What's up, Samantha Clemente in the house? Yeah, wifey. Jeremy, Jeremy Kelsey. Oh, Jeremy Kelsey. That's my that's my one of my best friends from uh, college. He he also moved out to San Diego from like the same same college town as us. Awesome, Laura yeah. Salazar. Yeah, Laura. We got. She's like she's like one of the nicest. She sends me like a nice supportive message every day. Laura is like the biggest sweetheart. Oh, it's so <laughs> nice to have people like that in your life, isn't it? So many amazing ones. Uh, we got Chris. Oh man, I don't want to mess up your last name. Oscar Azeda, Paul Brown. We got Jacob Thompson in the house. Jacob, what up? Juliana, what's up, girl? We got Lindsay. Lindsay, what do you say? Hey, ever you land, wherever you land is where you're supposed to be. Where in Minnesota True. are you guys? Lindsay, yeah, so we are in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, which is the, I guess the twin city, because everyone knows Minneapolis, St. Paul's like the <laughs> the capital, but it's a smaller city, so. <laughs> Very cool, we got Megan Richardson. What's up, girl? Megan, yo. Travis Kerfoot, what up, Brendan? Travis. Danielle Glasso. Yes, Danielle, oh man. Brittany Latimer, yo, you got the whole fan fam, So many, girl. yeah, so many people. I feel like we have a ton of like people that like are, they're, they're like you know homies with both of us it's awesome thank you guys all for hanging out they're all making comments they're all gonna have bad dreams about bugs hey you guys it happened. sorry about that okay <laughs> <laughs> bugs happen <laughs> i saw a question up here i can't find it now but somebody asked what was the first song you ever wrote mm, good question super so like i actually saved the, I'm, I'm weird like i get really nostalgic sometimes um I believe, like what I would consider the first song I ever wrote was this, this song in high school when I basically knew like a C chord and maybe like an A minor chord or something like I, I knew like three chords and I wrote uh, this song about it was basically about like kind of like being with a girl because I, I, I was not popular in high school I was I was not cool <laughs> and um, I, I always wanted to have like a girlfriend and um, yeah, I, I definitely like I didn't I couldn't make it happen. So I was just like, oh, I'll just write about what I want in the song. And so I wrote like a song about that. And it was um, but anyway, I saved the I, I like wrote the lyrics on a piece of notebook paper. And I still carry them around in my old like guitar case because I'm like, eh, this could be cool someday. Oh, <laughs> so maybe, maybe I can like auction it someday if I'm ever cool enough. <laughs> yeah, don't ever throw that away for sure. So Lisa asked, when did you start writing? So it was about um, middle school, high school when you started writing? Yeah, depending on um, on writing, like writing as in, because I, I like blog, I never know what people are referring to because I like do blogs and like I actually love like writing writing um, as well as writing music. So if it's writing writing, um, 
yeah i've been like into creative writing like since i was since i was a little kid i would just like make up stories like i remember watching jaws one night and i just decided to write a like 20 page yeah i'm, I'm like a third grader i wrote like a 20 page story about like a shark attacking a beach town or something oh my God. like so i've always been into writing um music i um yeah like I, I did a bunch of little stuff like i said the song i kind of started with like i would i would mess around with writing i probably have like as most musicians can attest to i have like six thousand unfinished songs and like three finished ones you know <laughs> yeah i know all about that game yep struggle is real the struggle is so real <laughs> the struggle is so real brandon what's up Haler? i haven't seen you in a minute i hope you are doing good thank you for joining us tonight what's up mandy brown Chris bloomer scully smith Jeff oh man Cooper. so many familiar names i Jeff love it wants to know maybe i'm late when can we expect your new tunes Ooh, new tunes so um so i've been I've, like so interesting thing about uh i feel like this is an interesting reference to like um the the kind of crazy ride that releasing the my song time was last year and i know this seems like a tangent but i promise i'm going to loop it back in so like when when i released the song time last year it was it was out of like left field like i did not expect to be working with johnny cosmic who's like one of my idols you know and like i did i didn't expect a big song release or anything i was just like doing my own little thing and i actually got super insecure after releasing time because i was like now that this is out there, like I can't just like put some like crappy song that I didn't know how to mix well because I'm not like a great producer yet. Uh, so I, I got really self-conscious and I like I, I kept writing songs, but I was like afraid to um, release anything that wasn't super professional. Um, so anyway, so that that kind of like put me on this like weird block from releasing music for basically the past year. But uh, like like six months into that, I, I kind of worked through that and I was like, you know what, like people want to hear what I'm doing, whether it's kind of raw or whether it's fully polished, you know, like I, I can, I can do, I can still do this. So, um, so yeah, so I, I got the courage to, you know, write a bunch of other songs. So I've, I've actually got like, probably like five, like, close you know like not not completely finished but like five songs that are pretty solid ideas and there's one that is getting sent to be mastered like in the next week or so so um so this is the first anyone's heard about that but um i i don't know exactly when it will be released but it's in the not too distant future so, so, so you're gonna have something to listen to other than time although hopefully people still enjoy time <laughs> i have to say that i listened to time at least 10 times today uh i thoroughly 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 enjoyed it um the lyrics really caught my attention and in the lyrics somewhere it says you don't know unless you try and that's kind of what you were saying now you know you how would you have known unless you put yourself out there and you release the material you know you're shy about it or you're nervous about it because you, you want it to be able to compare to the last one um, but that really resonated with me because a lot of the things that i've been doing this year i've been really scared to do them but i just do them anyways because i'm like dude if i don't i don't know if i don't try so I love that. Can you tell me a little bit about your writing process behind the song Time? Yeah, yeah. So Time was like a, it was kind of a weird, I, 
I was actually insecure last year because I hadn't released a song in like months. And I was like, uh, you know, it actually was kind of close. It was getting close to a year and it was like December. And I said, people are going to lose interest completely. Everyone's going to forget who I am. Like I need to put something out to let people know I'm still a musician. So I challenged myself. I thought it'd be like kind of cool. And I, I always like try and, um, I try and like kind of curb expectations. So in order to like, as a self-defense mechanism against a bad song, I said, hey, I'm gonna write a song in seven days and I'm gonna release it. And if it sucks, it sucks, but people will be interested just to see if I could even put anything cool together. Like it, I, I figured it was kind of a win-win even if the song wasn't good. Um, and yeah, like three or four days into that week, I, I thought it was trash. I had like the chord progression and I was like, like this song is so boring i was like there's nothing cool going on here and one night i uh yeah just like i i think i had a few drinks and stuff and i was like messing around with it and i started playing it on piano and i was like trying to find the accompanying chords and i found like that kind of piano part that kind of really adds a nice like um a nice bass layer to like the um to the guitar part and and I, I did that and I was like, I think I added that in a finger snap on like the snare beat, like on the downbeat. And I was like, whoa, I was like, that actually sounds really good now. Um, and so I, I was like actually kind of psyched about it, like halfway through the week. And then um, and then I I came up with the lyrics because I like I said, I'm kind of a nostalgic person. I was just thinking about like um, how weird time is and like you know like how we perceive things and like how how cool and like how rosy memories seem sometimes and stuff and i was just feeling very nostalgic when i wrote it so it's like time i know it's golden all my life i've been someone and i like love like i i've always been someone who can appreciate moments before they're done like that i i'm so happy that that's like an intuitive skill for me but like before things are over i'll always be like man i have it really good right now and i know that and i appreciate it and like that's a I, so like i just kind of uh spitballed off that and yeah and like that whole thing i posted on facebook and instagram i think on like a friday night and um when I posted on Instagram, I, I think I had like five or 10 messages in like the first, you know, few minutes and people were just like, whoa, did you, did you write this? Is this actually your song? <laughs> um, so that, that was like kind of a hint that it was something decent. And then, um, wow. yeah. And then I was going to release it on Monday, like the Monday after that. And on Sunday night, I was hanging out with my family in, in this basement here. Um, and Johnny messaged me on Facebook. Johnny friggin cosmic, which I Johnny cosmic. <laughs> name drop. <laughs> um, yeah, Johnny just like messaged me and was like, and, and, you know, Johnny's like the, the kindest, most humble person in the world. And he messages me like, and, and says, Hey, I really love that song you posted. He's like, would you, would you mind? Or like, maybe want to collab with me on it? Like totally unassuming, like, and I'm sitting here freaking out. I like interrupted my family, whatever they were talking about. I was like, Johnny Cosmic just messaged me. Like he wants to collab on a song. What, what is happening? It was just this like crazy. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. That's what dreams are made of. And you are a living, breathing example that if you don't give up on your dreams, that they can come true. And I love that so much. And, and like, I, I think to like loop that into what you were saying too, like, you're um like even like this like what you're doing with the podcast is so cool and like i really love the format it's like 
they're like we were talking about earlier today they're like really like cool kind of like advice like parts and then they're just like fun parts. it's like it's got a really good energy um and yeah and like but like the podcast the the weird thing about working on stuff and putting stuff out there you know taking that step of just you don't know until you try when you try like all of a sudden things start happening it might not even be something you intended but it could be something random that comes of it and like me deciding to produce music four or five years ago out of my bedroom like I, I didn't I didn't know what was going to happen with it but like if you keep putting energy into it consistently and putting stuff out there and taking those steps like I, I was I was not I mean I, I'm sure like I dreamed of like you know collaborating with people that I admired like that but I, I didn't see it coming it was just like it's crazy you know that's the beautiful thing of like manifestation like it actually can happen if you put it out there and work towards totally. it and you know yeah so fucking hats off to you for accomplishing that goal and I know that there's just so much more good things to come for you in the future and I can't wait to see your journey <laughs> thank um, you yeah dude let's look at some of these comments John yeah. Landry wants to know who is your biggest influence biggest influence that's a good question um it's it's different for for everything what 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 i kind of like to do is i i like pieces of lots of different things that different artists do so for like instance somehow i'm i'm, I'm like not a very mainstream pop culture person necessarily um and i i got into hippie sabotage recently oh, um yeah, which, which like, like I, I don't know. They, they, they wouldn't be a cla a standard choice for someone in our genre. I don't think to be influenced by necessarily. But like, I, I heard one of their songs, "Super Late to the Party" on it because apparently they've been around for like a decade. But, um, no, I just like heard something and I was like, that's a really good song. They really put a good beat and melody together with that. Like, I really like what's going on there. Okay, it's I, a band. At first, I was like, hippie sabotage. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm. I feel better. Like I, I'm not the only one who didn't know about that. Yeah. So it's like this. I, I don't even know. I think it's like an electronic music duo, but they like they like incorporate like acoustic and um, you know, like re like real electric guitar into their recordings and stuff. And I just, I, I just kind of liked that. And so like, um, so, so like for instance, I started a song I started working on recently. I just liked how they did their like beat drop and how a guitar came in. So I was like, well, you know, it's not my style of music per se, but like I like how they did that. So I'm gonna try and make like recreate a similar thing. So, um, so my influences come from all sorts of like random little thing, and I think that that's kind of cool because I. I would say my my biggest influence to start producing on my own, uh, and this might be like the first or the second of like a million stick figure drops in here, but like I, the stick figure guys, like I, I really can't say enough how much they've done for me, like on like a just a personal level and on like an inspirational level, and like I I was intrigued by what Scott did, um, just making full albums by himself in his room and i i know that. it's like so like mind-blowing that one it's person so cool. could like evolve music like that because literally yes. he started a rev of fucking lucian yes absolutely oh. oh it's awesome it's it's like so it, it's like yeah it's it's hard to like overstate it because like it it 
it just like clicked for me because I was in a band and like I we had some good success with our band like we, we were in this punk reggae band we were kind of like a pop punk reggae band it was a weird blend but um we you know we put a cd out and we we actually got to play cali roots one year and then like right after that though i was just kind of like I, I was not feeling fulfilled i was like we're not like doing I, I don't know for whatever reason it just wasn't for me and listening to stick figure i had like a revelation like a year after i left the band and i was like you know what i can i can make songs in my room i think i can do this and it, it's super hard actually and it, it did it took me four it took me four years to even get to the point where i'm like doing anything decent but like um but but like that that like the fact that scott did that and the other thing scott did for me was um just like you know everyone talks about his production skills he's a genius music marketer he knows how to get his music out into the world and i watched him and i said he's not even like in until you know the 2012 2013 he was hardly even playing shows he was just releasing music online and spreading it online and i thought about it and i was like well you know i might move somewhere away from san diego at some point like i don't want san diego to be my only base i want to build something online so i looked at what he did and i was like i'm gonna build a fan base online why not and so that's like the other kind of main thing of i guess of what i'm doing everything is remote i'm not you know i'm not anywhere which which happened unfortunately this past year was its own thing but fortunately i i kind of designed my i guess music strategy like that i was like oh i'm already doing it all remote so yeah no actually i thought this whole time that you were in california before we talked last night and we figured out we had a time difference and i'm like wait yeah. where are you because <laughs> you just seem like you belong in california but you took california with you you're doing your thing you're rocking California will always be be a home. New Hampshire, California, and Minnesota are like you know like I and maybe you know whatever's next. Who knows? But like they they'll all always be homes to me. So yeah, man. Um, what is up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out. Uh, let's see. Chris Bloomer says we always love hearing you share your process. Mm. Um, Dan Arroyo says a lot of your fans love to hear the process. I think it helps us musicians and gives us motivation. That's awesome. And Dan, uh, Dan, Dan's always like, you know, putting, putting his stuff out there and putting his band out there. And like, I, I do love that because like a part of me and like, I'm not on like any like high level or anything. Like I, I, I remember way too clearly every day, like what it was like before I had any momentum. That's a very clear feeling to me still. And I know how hard it can be to sit down and do something every night when you're like, am I just like spending five hours a night of my life, like on something that's not going to do anything. Uh, so, so I like try and like, I don't know, like when I, when I see people doing it, I'm, I'm trying, I'm like, I try and give like a message of like, like, Hey, keep at it. Like if you like doing it, the worst that happens is nothing, you know? And if you're like, you're still liking what you're doing, but when you're striving for something, if you do it with that intent and keep putting work in and stuff, stuff can end and will happen. So I, I love that. I love that vibe of the community too. Just like trying to get musicians like, like me who like, uh, like I said, I bombed open mics a lot. I still don't play that well live. Like I'm more of a producer than a live player, but like, 
but just just doing it and going through those steps is, is huge, you know? Yeah, I remember Dan came out here. I had like a little sunny social distance fest in my driveway and Ross Rebellion music came out. Um, nice. And we just had like a big fun um, jam session and Dan came out too and like sang a bunch and it was so awesome. fun. Oh my God, we had so much fun. So Dan, what's up? Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Um, Dan. We each wants to know, have you driven by Prince's house yet? The ultimate question. <laughs> that should that should be like a no-brainer, of course. I actually haven't. Like I I I'm I love Prince. My my wife is actually like a way bigger like my wife is like deep into print, you know, like she's like she's all about Prince because you know, it's like a very big Minnesota pride thing. It's this, you know, monumental you know, a musician that, that just made so much. And he was, I think he was always like, he, I don't think he ever just like left and said, I'm going to go live in LA instead. Like he, you know, he always kept his house in Minnesota. He's like, I like living here. I like this place. So, um, no, I have, I have not driven by, I haven't, I think they do tours there and stuff. Like Brendan, get on that tour, next tour it, to Prince's house, get on that yes. bus. Oh, I will be there. And like, I think they might, I don't remember, but like, I feel like someone told me they have like concerts there sometimes. Like maybe that, that would be a cool like gig to play. Like, oh, I played Prince's Estate. <laughs> oh yeah, I think, like get on that list yesterday. Yep. Next, new goal, bucket list item. <laughs> Frank Coleman says, atmosphere mashup for Minneapolis, question oh, mark? Good call. Good call, Frank. <laughs> I am, I'm not cool enough by any means to collab with um, atmosphere yet. Never but like, say never. Okay, yes. yeah. No, no, I'm not, I'm not writing it off, but I, um, I, I would, I would humbly like definitely aspire to do because I, I atmosphere was someone that I listened to in high school, you know, like I used to listen to, to his rhymes and stuff. And I was like, man, this guy's like, he, he's writing like really, it, it was like catchy, you know, it's like really catchy melodically, which mo melody is like my, my biggest thing. I think like if I have a, a strength in music, I, I hear melodies that are good and like he he strikes me as someone who knows how to craft a melody <laughs> um william what's up scoop finley he says prince is awesome he definitely is samantha says i used to live down the road from one of his old practice spaces what yeah can i be interviewing your wife right now brendan uh, she 100 percent. she is way way cooler than me uh, this is this is kind of like a front for her to make her debut <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. Uh, let's see. Lynn says, I totally drove by Prince's house as a kid. Uh, Minneapolis loves their Prince. So I think Lindsay said she actually was born or raised or spent a good amount of time in Minneapolis, which I had no idea. It's it's so cool. Like, and you know, just shout out to Minneapolis. Like, I, I knew nothing about Minnesota really before I moved here. And then I like moved here and I was like, Oh, these are really nice cities. There's a lot of nice stuff going. Like it, it's it's a really it's a really like pleasant place, and it it's yeah you know, like any place it's got its stuff for sure. But there there are a lot of good things happening here. Um, let's see. Scoot says you should drive. You should ride by in a little red Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, please. Let's do that. Uh, Jessica Harper says, Brendan Clemente is the man. Ah, too nice. I'm definitely not the man. (laughs) And we got Sean Dubwise Ferguson in the comments. What up, brother? Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Um, Let's see. (laughs) Lynn says, wear a raspberry beret. I love all these comments. This is great. I'm getting a lot of good ideas. <laughs> I should be I should be writing this stuff down. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Jim Dupont? Jim. How are you doing tonight? The, talk about talk about. I mean, he's the Midwest reggae ambassador. I don't know if you knew that about him, but yeah, he is. He was like one of the first people to start like distributing like revolution and stuff like on his website, uh, Jam Space out here. He, he was he was repping the Cali Cali lifestyle like early on in the Midwest. Jim Dupont is awesome. Very awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Um, so you brought up revolution. When I was going over my notes, um, you kind of talked about a run-in with Marley. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I um so like that this kind of like took, I think, my music career. This was like I would say the second big thing in my music career. Like the first would would be um you know, meeting Cole from my old band and he kind of showed me the ropes and showed me what it meant to be in a band and to promote and market yourself and stuff and write songs. And then um, a few years into the band or so, like I I saw an ad on, oh no, you know, I went to Cali Roots and I saw Hill Kid everywhere. Like this, I, I just saw everyone wearing Hill Kid hats and Hill Kid shirts stuff. I was, and I, I think I, I was, I was super naive and I was like, what's this Hill Kid thing? And so I was like, oh, it's like Marley's clothing line. Like, and I was like, Marley? And they're like from Revolution. I was like, oh, cool. And like, you know, just as weird things have it, like a week later or so, I was back home and I saw an ad on Facebook from Hill Kid. I followed Hill Kid and I saw an ad that said, we're looking for a blogger. I was like, I blog. <laughs> uh, so I answered it. And like two days later, I was in downtown San Diego uh, with Marley and his uh, business partner, my my now good friend, uh, Braylon Davis. And um, and we were at a Starbucks downtown and we were just like talking. They're like, okay, this is what we're thinking for the brand like we'd love to help have you help get it out you know like blog for us and you know help with social media and stuff so uh basically until i left california like four or five years i was um blogging with with hill kid and you know it was just um they they were like a they were that thing where all of a sudden i was working with someone where people would like take me seriously because if you're like hey you know i work with I work with Marley and that's just how, you know, having connections sometimes works like that, you know? And I was like, I just say, Hey, I'm working with Marley and people would be like, Oh, cool. And like, so people started looking at me, not for my music at that point, but for my writing. So it was like, kind of a, I was like, well, you know, maybe eventually they'll look at me for my music for right now. We'll, we'll do the writing. But yeah, I worked, um, I worked with, with him on that. And it was just a really, it's an awesome, super, super down to earth dude. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a really cool experience kind of learning also learning how a bigger band works because it's incredible how much work goes into a project like revolution like they're just their stage show alone you see like they have like you know they have like 20 employees to set the stage up (laughs) it's it's a different level of music you know yeah i uh, actually played a gig in point arena california at the casino up there and there was one 
amazing, phenomenal, beautiful woman in the front. And she was rocking and rolling all night long. And she took the band back to her little dome house that she had, you know, oh, out cool. in the woods. And it was Marley's mom. And she has all the oh, yes. platinum albums yes. on the wall, dude. It was so epic. That is so, it, oh, his mom is incredible. And like he, yeah, they like, it's a, that's a whole other thing, but they like, he like grew up like off the grid. His family was like solar panels and stuff in like the eighties, like when, before it was like a cool thing. It was, it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so when I read that in your, in the, in the notes, I was just like, oh, okay, that's so fucking funny. It's such like, a cool connection. Small world. <laughs> it really is such a small world. Let's talk about your million stream journey that you're on. Uh, yes. Yeah. So um, it, it came to me, I was like, I was taking a walk around our neighborhood the other day and I was like, I, I'm, I'm super, I'm a super geek about like my streams and stuff. And like, I, I honestly, like before the time thing, you know, working with Johnny and Ineffable Music before that, I, I think I was getting like 3000 streams a year, maybe like, and all of a sudden I have like 82,000 streams oh on, on Spotify. Yeah. It's just like these crazy number, like just, you know, ridiculous growth because of all the, um, the help and like the good song that Johnny produced and stuff. And, um, so I, I was like, you know, like I, I, I hesitate to say stuff like a million because I feel like that comes off as like kind of braggy. And like, I, I made a post about the other week, how like, I'm, I, I feel so weird saying like uplifting stuff, like, Oh, I'm going to do a million streams. Like, I feel like that's kind of like, it makes me think of it, but I was like, you know, I honestly do believe I'm going to have a million streams someday, not from like a overconfident or like hypey way. Like I'm like, I, I believe in what I'm doing. I really do. I think that the stuff that, 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 you know, I'm working on putting together is, is going to be something. And I think that's, that's how you like go on these journeys is some part of you has to believe it's going to happen, you know? You have and, to set goals. Yes. Yeah. So that's totally a goal. Like million is just, it's a lot of streams, but I'm at like a hundred thousand or something. So it's like, it's like, it, it's in it's in some sort of site that doesn't seem super unreasonable and I, I i try and think of ways to like involve like we have this awesome community like sitting here and chatting with us and following the journey i'm like how can i make my journey i, I think it's about telling an interesting story and i want to look back at my tweet that said on journey to a million streams i want to look back at that in 10 years and show my kids that and like be like yo like you know, this was nothing before, like, look what, look what grew, like, this is really cool. So I want to kind of document that. And I figured involving people more in like a conscious, um, a conscious effort to like get to there would be kind of, kind of fun, you know, and it, it gets people engaged, you know, it's, it's like a journey we're all on, because I wouldn't be getting any streams if no one was listening to my music. So I want to make it fun and kind of like exciting for, for people. So yeah, so I like I so you know anyone if you want to start throwing uh I, I might do something more formal later like a contest but you know if you want to throw guesses out on how long it will take me to get there I my like stretch goal is for a year and that would be that would be like 10 times growth in a year which is a lot so I'm not that's my like super stretch goal um but I think eventually it will happen so hey it starts with a single stream True, true. The journey to, to a million streams starts with the very first one. There, there's something, there's like a gem, a hidden gem in there for like people that are starting out or whatever point in your journey you're at. 
you're never gonna feel like you're there or at least at least to the point i've gotten like i'm sure some people like are aspiring to do what i'm currently doing and i don't feel like i'm doing anything great right now like i'm like you hear my pig i'm sorry my pig is literally yelling is that your pig that is awesome hold on i'm gonna let him in keep talking (laughs) oh i can't wait to see this pig though Sorry guys, it's always something. Come on. I don't think that's an apology. That's that's like an awesome thing. You can have a pig in here. Oh. Is, is it a he or a she? It's a he. His name is Oliver Edgar William Nelson Cantu to the first Hello, power. Oliver. That is the most adorable. Th- I thought my cats were like adorable, but a pig is just another level. <laughs> 200 pounds of uh you know, Love. you're an asshole sometimes. I'll be very I'm honest sure. with you. <laughs> hey. hey, we all are, right? Yeah, I love him so much. He's my sweet Aww. baby. And he normally always hangs out with me in here. And I like locked him out and he had to come in. So, oh, yeah. If you wanted to meet you. If your goal is to keep an animal out of somewhere, it's most likely going to be their goal to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is hilarious. Okay where were we at you guys i love all of you that everybody just loves oliver i'm telling thank you, you yeah thank you i can't i can't see anyone that's like tuning because i don't have facebook up um but like thank you everyone for for being here <laughs> everybody loves cool. their attitude mike torn says this dude rules great Aww, attitude thank you mike <laughs> i couldn't agree more uh lisa said lisa says it's only going to take nine months for you to get to a million streams wow that is generous i'm i'm down let's Let's make it happen. <laughs> What's up, my Guzman in the house? Um, goose- oh, hey. So when are you going to play us some music, Brendan? Are you feeling oh, like snap. it? Or- you know, like I was thinking, um, yeah, yeah, I can I can do that. I you don't have to do it now. We can wait a little bit longer. It's I can totally- do like a little something informal. Um, yeah. Just because I thought it would be cool to like show, like, like, I, like I was saying, my main thing is kind of, melody so i wanted to there's this weird idea that like kind of came to me as i was thinking about this to come up with like a random just like song right on the spot so i'm gonna try and uh do that so i'll show you guys how i start a song like how i'll be sitting here with my guitar and just start strumming some chords and like find a progression i like i won't i won't take three three hours i promise but i'll take your time (laughs) we got all the time in the world all right, I'm gonna flip my um, flip my reverb on here so that my my voice doesn't sound all dry and gravelly. All right, and then we'll uh, we'll write a little song, people, or at least a little melody. Can you guys hear the uh, guitar? All right. Sounds great. Cool. So right now I'm just like, I find like a little progression, which I've probably used this before in something, but um, I find a little progression and then I just sing gibberish over it and see if like any cool words or phrases come out, but that's like how I'll find the melody. Yeah, I'm a heart sick, I'm a heart 
I don't know, but sometimes I'll take a long road down the sun road. I don't see, but when I hope, I never feel it. Don't you feel it? Yeah, so um, I thought it would be just kind of kind of cool to do something like that. And then a little, a little actually, um, I'll play like a snippet of a, a song chorus I wrote in college one day when I was super hungover, not feeling, <laughs> not feeling good at all. Awesome. Um, and I think, but I think I might like turn this into something. I've been like running it through my head recently. So you guys could be hearing the first of what maybe is a song released later this year. Weed says, just imagine everybody in their underwear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's raining. How am I supposed to get things done? I'm tired. Still wired, just another rainy song, yeah. It's raining, how am I supposed to get things done? I'm tired, still wired, just another rainy song, yeah. Yeah, so that's, I feel like that would be like the chorus, and then, um, and then yeah, I'll have to write a verse and stuff. But I like I like the riff, you know. How how's everyone feeling about that? Is that like a decent song to work on? How is everybody feeling about that? <laughs> I for one am in love with it. Okay, can we just talk about your voice for a second? Uh, when did not... you know you were made for this business? When did you start singing? When did you like? I'll let no. you know. I'll let you know when I have that realization, if it ever comes. Your voice I, is like an angel. Uh no, no. It's 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 like um, I I'm finding my voice. I'm starting to like it. Believe I I mean I I really appreciate that. Like I I had a roommate in college, and I, granted, this is before I could sing, so there was some merit to what he was saying. But um, I would try singing like I was like scared, but I'd like try singing in my room by myself. I'd close my door and like he'd come in and he'd be like, I heard you sing. And I, I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you don't have that going for you. He's like, just stick to playing the guitar. Oh, no. <laughs> like, like to to his point at that at that point, like I, I really was probably just screeching. I didn't you know, and I the thing is, like, I don't have like a a good voice like I don't have like a powerful voice I don't have a lot of range I like if, if you stick me up on karaoke like I will blow it because I I can't hit all these you know notes that other people can hit but I I I, I I'm kind of finding my lane and I like I understand I'm under I'm starting to learn to understand how to do decent stuff with that so I I really appreciate that. That means you need to give me. yourself more credit on editing that out of the podcast. <laughs> oh, Thank you for hanging out with us. Jay Cause <laughs> I, I, that's not even like a thing. I just made that up. Jay Cause <laughs> Jay Cause you heard it here first. Um, let's see some of these comments. Weave says it sounds dope. Jason Filmer, what's up? Jason says this. Rhythm. Jason Filmer. 
makes this riff makes me feel like summertime. Ooh, nice. Cool. Uh, cool, intimate process. Uh, Weed says he writes very similarly. Dan says sounds dope. Sean says I have a verse for that song. There you go. Uh, Liz says she loves it. It's like butter. Jen says good bones. I mean, nothing but absolutely positive and great comments. That's awesome. Well, we have a great community. Like everyone here is just like a rad person. <laughs> That's a thank you guys. I really appreciate that. I I get. I I don't know if I said this already, but like I I just get super. I think I said at the beginning, but I get very nervous. Like just doing anything in front, of, especially playing music. It's a very like. Um, it's a very like weird thing for me still. And obviously I have to get used to it. So thank you for letting me <laughs> Oh yeah, please. I'm gonna have you on again once every month until you feel confident enough. <laughs> there we go. We'll just do a monthly oh, Brendan. Yeah. Okay. Actually I <laughs> Building love Building up Brendan. Yeah, I love my <laughs> fucking voice. And this is me and I am unique and I am amazing. I, I love it. And like, you know, like, like we're talking about though, these people here have like helped a lot with that. And, and Johnny Cosmic actually has been like monumental in like building my confidence as a musician. Like just to give you an example, he like, he called me randomly, like later this summer, way after time was released. And he was like, Hey, he was like, I was listening to that song you posted. He's like, that's really cool. He's like, I really like what, you know, and just like gives guidance and stuff. And like that, actually that's probably the best thing that's come out of the collab like I, I i feel like on a musical level i love working with johnny but like he's become like just a friend too which i i like even more like he's just a really cool person that i like talking to and that's like that that's even more valuable to me than anything you know we could do with music so that's like um i'm just so appreciative that that stuff has happened I remember the first time I met Johnny and we had rehearsal here in Santa Cruz and I was so nervous and he was coming in from, you know, North Cali and, and, you know, he shows up and I'm like, oh shit, he's like a human being. Like he's just <laughs> like us. And, you know, he's just very kind and very humble, no ego at all with this man. And, you know, that's the kind of qualities that you need to succeed in this industry. A hundred percent. That that's a that's such a good that's such a good point. I actually think that um before before like I, I think what I'm doing with music is like kind of getting to be pretty cool right now. But um before that, my my the best advantage I had, if anything, was the fact that I I love people and I get along well with people and I, I I'm easy to work with, I think anyway. <laughs> Hopefully I'm easy to work with. Um but like those things are huge like there i i've met so many of the talent most talented musicians like ever who can't get along well with people or don't mesh well uh, zeb was saying this last night you know who don't mesh well with a band if you're on tour with a band you have to you know they're gonna be your your family you have to get along well you know you have to be someone that that is able to hang with people and not create a bunch of you know, drama or anything. And that's, I think that's like probably the thing I had going before music is I'm, I'm easy to hang out with. <laughs> too much drama or like too much stress. Like if you have a leader mm -hmm. that's just like stressing you out and like not totally. like, like, I can't deal with it. Like I have enough stress in my own life to have to deal with like stress outside. Like a music is supposed to be therapeutic and healing for me. It's not supposed to stress me out. So I try totally. to stay away from those situations. <laughs> like Absolutely. And that, that's, that's part of the reason I left my band, you know, like I, our, our leader, who's still a good friend of mine, you know, like, um, he, 
like he was just so driven in like a in a way that like i wasn't vibing with like it it was in it, it was not the yeah for whatever reason it wasn't the fit for me but that was like one of the things is i felt like very stressed i was we were we were making moves but it wasn't like enjoyable for me and now it's like a totally different vibe i i yeah, I'd be lying if I said I don't like stress out. Like I lose sleep, you know, some nights over lyrics or over like a concept I'm working on. But it's like kind of fun. Like it, it's like part of a fun journey. It doesn't feel like a stressful journey. It's which like is... a good like adrenaline stress. Yeah, right? yeah. Like like we were talking about, like the nerves about going on a podcast or being in front of people. Those nerves are because I care. It's not you know like I don't I kind of don't want to not have any nerves about stuff like this. I want to always approach things with like I care about this and how do I do my best you know. You know I used to be like that um, just like performing on stage. I used to get super nervous and probably I haven't played a show in over a year but I mean even my last show that I played like you know I definitely like got my nerves but oh my god like once you get up on stage like you can totally like take it out on stage you know what oh, I mean? It's incredible man it's that awesome. feeling. Can't um, wait for that. Yeah, <laughs> Live I, uh, music. Yeah right when is that coming back? Not too far, I think. I think it's coming back. I think it's coming back, Brandon. Yeah. I see a lot of people comparing your voice to Jack Johnson. Do you get that a lot? (laughs) No, but I am, I'm open to getting that. (laughs) He's he's one of my biggest, like, uh, you know, talk about influence. There's, there's a huge influence. I used to, I think he's kind of a master. Again, like I always go to, like, melody means a lot to me. So I go to, um, I go to this like people that I think have really catchy, like interesting melodies and Jack Johnson hands down has got that. He like, you know, he, he crushes it. So thank you. That's, that's like way too nice. I feel like, but I, I really appreciate that. I, the, you know, the other one I get sometimes is um, Elliot Smith, which is another like just ridiculous um, comparison for me. That's like a, a dream. Cause I used to listen to him in high school all the time, you know? Um, Megan Richardson says, um, building up Brendan, that's an album title. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You're going to make that happen, Megan. We are going to make it happen. You guys, we've been on for almost an hour. We still have quite a bit to talk about. I'll try not to keep you on too much longer because I know I almost, I only. No, and and totally, I I cleared, cleared my schedule. All I got is, uh, all I got is this going on tonight. So I'm, I'm just stoked to be here. Awesome. So if you guys have any questions or maybe you asked a question earlier and I wasn't able to keep up with the comments, just drop it again in the comment section and I will get to those. Um, let's talk a little bit about who you look up to in the industry. Obviously, you talked about Stick Figure, Johnny Cosmic. Are there some other, Revolution, are there some other bands out there that are just like shining lights in your eyes? Yeah, um, so in, I guess in the industry, um, the, the, I would have to like, I want to elaborate on, on kind of, like I said, like Johnny kind of kept up with me and stuff. Like I want to elaborate on that because like, it's really like, if, if we're doing, if we're doing the steps thing, it would be Cole who introduced me to music basic or like doing music professionally, um, meeting Marley and stuff and getting like that, um, that connection that like kind of link into the scene. And then Johnny is, just this person that 
they, they kind of like, you know, randomly like took me under his wing, I feel like. And that is, um, it, it, I, I, I don't like whatever happens from now on, like all my big goals and stuff, like I'll, I'll never be able to look back and not say like he was a huge influence. He's given me advice on recording my acoustic guitar, how to, you know, how, how far to get from the mic when I'm recording. Like, I mean, we, we got like really involved in the recording of the, of the song and stuff. So, um, it, it wasn't just like he was, I, I kind of almost, when I started working with him, um, on time, I, I didn't want to bother him. I was like, I was like, oh, I'm just like a side pro like I, I didn't think much of myself. I was like, I don't want to create any weird, but you know, like he, he would like encourage me. He's like, no, send me your notes. Like, let me know what you want and still think like you have to, you have to really enjoy what's going on here and we're going to make that happen. And like, I think that's my, my definition of a producer is like someone who not just knows the technical things, but who knows the feel of a song who can give that kind of like feedback of like, Hey, yeah, this is going really well, or this isn't. And, um, yeah, I, I just have to say that I, I like, I'm basically, you know, every day I'm studying something that Johnny's recorded or that someone else that I look up to. Most of my influence right now is coming from a production standpoint. I'm like, so in producer's shoes that like, I'm thinking about like, Oh, what's, what's the tone of the bass drum they chose? Like, how is that fitting into the mix? Is it loud? Is it softer? Is it so like, I'm, I'm really geeking out on that stuff. So yeah, back to uh, what my, 25th stick reference here but yeah <laughs> stick figure johnny cosmic uh and and honestly any musicians the the thing again that catches my ear if i'm listening to a so if someone sends me a song i'm listening to the beat and how cool the rhythm is and the melody i like the melody is just really that's what resonates with me so um so i'm always listening to people for inspiration on melodies and um <laughs> Uh, funny, funny enough, we, uh, Johnny and I kind of geeked out about the movie, The Sound of Music a little while ago. <laughs> right. he, was, he was like, dude, he's like, have you ever seen this movie? He's like, they literally like teach melody in it. And I guess Half Pint told him that oh, like, wow. at, at Cali Roots, like he was, you know, shooting it with Half Pint and Half Pint was like, I learned melody from The Sound of Music. <laughs> and and we were, you know, like I, he told me, that. I was like, huh, you know, I've, I've heard it's a good movie, but like... <laughs> Yeah. So like, just, you know, just kind of searching for inspiration and influence. I, I think that's, that's the main takeaway. I'm kind of like blabbing, but like the main takeaway is I search for influence in everything. Like I'm, I'm all over the place. And I, I think that a cool thing to do is to take influence from something weird and random that might not be a part of, you know, this scene or whatever right now, but if you can take something from that, then you could kind of create something new that people might not be used to hearing in the, uh, in the scene. I think that's, that's kind of, um, I guess my creative process in a nutshell. Yeah. Well said, well said, well said. Um, Jess Fiddler, Fiddler, Jess, sorry. If yeah, I'm Jess. Hey, Jess. Um, she wants to know your last five minutes on earth. What are you grateful for? Wow. That is a good question. Um, you know, I, everything, every single thing that's happened, everything good, everything bad. The, uh, I'm a, I'm a kind of like, I, I get into uh philosophy a little bit. That's like kind of my, one of my other hobbies. Um, so I'm all into like kind of Buddhist stuff and, um, 
yeah, just kind of enjoying everything, learning to, you know, a lot of people look at life as like good moments, bad moments. This was a good time. This was a not so good time. Um, even if I'm not like, of course I have bad times in my life where I'm not happy about stuff, but it, when I look at them in hindsight, I'm like, wow, I'm really grateful. That was part of my journey. I grew through that. Uh, so I would, I would be grateful for just the experience for getting to do it, for having a life. That's, that's crazy. Like, I think we, 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 it's so normal to us. We take it for granted, but like, it's pretty mind boggling that we're even here and talking and <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. So. Um, you are so kind and humble and sweet. Oh my goodness. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I can tell. And like, I know we haven't talked before, but dude, you are just so genuine. And dude, you too. That's like, that's the whole vibe here. I, I, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just feel, I feel great doing that. Like I said, I was nervous starting and you're, you're a great interviewer. This is, this is like a fun time for me now. So I appreciate it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. So I know that, um, sunny in Philadelphia, wait, what am I forgetting? What the hell is the name of the show? Oh, it's, it's, al never, it's always sunny. It's always sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> and Simpsons are two of your favorite shows. Oh yeah. Okay. So let's talk about your favorite Sunny in Philadelphia episode because I too love Sunny in Philadelphia and I've seen every fucking episode that they make. First of all, who's your favorite character on that show? Charlie. Charlie. Oh my god, I have one of my best friends. My, my wife. My wife compares me to Charlie. Apparently, like if I'm like if I'm like really drunk, I can go into that like super high. Like I don't even know what we're talking. About. <laughs> I can't. I can't do well. I'm not drunk right now, but. Dude, but my <laughs> one of my best friends, and he's a huge like six foot four dude, like you know big burly dude. He sounds just like Charlie. Like <laughs> That's awesome. Um, my favorite character has got to be Danny DeVito on that show. Oh yeah. Like, like I just can't with him. It it's so ridiculous. Like when, like that episode where he like climbs naked out of the couch. Like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> but my, I I would have to say my favorite episode would probably be like the underage uh, drinking one where they like go back to like the high school like vibe and they're all like pretending they're in high school. That's that's an awesome episode. Um, I've got to say the musical pretty much blew my mind. Yeah, Damon. Oh, I can't, I can't sing. I don't have that range, but. You can do it. That, um, is, that is gene, just like genius on every level. It's, it's genius, not only the writers of the show, but the, the actors and Danny DeVito is just a prime shining example of somebody that continues to reinvent himself and continues to like, fucking be a fucking rock star dude like i don't totally. know how many years later you know he's still fucking diving deep into all of the roles that he does totally and just like crushing i feel, I feel like that's like a good takeaway too because i like i i used to be very insecure about my like age because i like i i, I guess i apparently i look kind of young but like i'm 35 years old what? i thought and, like, like 23 at the most dude that's that's like awesome but like yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, like kind of old, and like my my old bandmate used, to, you know, it was one of his things. He was kind of like, you can't make it after like this age, and I was, I was always like, really, like what, man, like I, I would hope I can, and like I think that it, it's part of creativity, no matter which point you're at, to take the situation and to make it into something cool. Figure it out. Figure out the cool story to tell when you're 50 years old. You know, 
Yes, absolutely. Never too late. We have a lot of sunny. um, Oh, you got sunny. (laughs) That's Uh, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. What's up, Mario? What is up, my brother? So Lindsay says that you should probably sing Dayman. Oh, man. I, like I don't even know the chords. I'll have to, this is this is a Brandon Hardesty thing. We need to get Brandon from Bumpin' Uglies on here to do it proper. Okay, well I interview him in a few weeks, so I'll have. There to we go. And- that, that's going to be so much better. But like, Damon, ah, fighter of the nightman, ah, champion of the sun, ah, oh, I'm forgetting the last something karate for everyone. <laughs> I, I, I totally blanked on the last <laughs> I haven't seen it for a while <laughs> Weave says friendship that, oh friendship friendship and have, something for everyone <laughs> let's see Weave says his favorite episode is the steroid episode oh that is a good is, is that the one where they um that like D breaks the other girl's neck at the end <laughs> Like in the ring. Oh shit, dude. <laughs> or, or someone break. <laughs> I think I love the season where God, who's the really cute guy that like starts eating food and he gets like really fat? Who's Charlie? So who's the other main guy? Um, oh, uh, Mac. Mac, yeah. So like by the end of the like season, he's all fat, and they're like, dude, like we dropped that plan like months ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> so funny. So good. <laughs> um day man for days yes samantha we're we on that day man kick let me tell you <laughs> champion of the night man master of the sun he's a master of karate and friendship for anyone. master of karate and friendship right for, for everyone yes nailed it thank you whoever whoever picked up my uh slack there <laughs> that was brian monroe coming through yeah, brian big props buddy <laughs> Um, sick. And then about how many hours of your life have you spent watching The Simpsons? Wow. That's, that's a number that is either awesome or terrible, depending on how you look at it. So like when I, when I was like in college, there was, um, you know, they had these like, they had this, you know, it was before like there was streaming really available. So it was like, you had these sketchy like internet sites. I uh, I think they called them like BitTorrent sites. Oh, and like LimeWire. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And you could download, like I downloaded like, I think there were, I don't remember, like 15 seasons of The Simpsons or something at that time. And they had every one for free. Well, you know, not for free. But <laughs> it comes to um, the cost if you Yeah, get- for the, the uh, friendly discount. And um, yeah, so I downloaded all of them and I would just like, sit there in my computer and watch the simpsons for hours it was what i watched while i ate i would fall asleep to it and like i i think i think that it's one of those shows you can watch if you're just like super out of it even and you're just like you'll laugh at it but if you're not if you're just like watching it casually you like i i watch it now it's on disney plus now and like I watch episodes and I'm like, man, this is a really well thought out and like well written episode. So you can kind of like appreciate it on different levels. I I like the uh I like the blend of kind of sophistication with just like madness, I guess. <laughs> Samantha says, Yeah, you guys still watch The Simpsons every day. 
Oh, yeah. Yep, it's my lunchtime show. Break from work, I watch The Simpsons. Cool down at night, I watch The Simpsons. Can't sleep, I watch The Simpsons. Nice! <laughs> all answers. If anybody's having any problems in your life, just watch The Simpsons. Simpsons, it's all there. <laughs> uh, and I feel like that's another show that's really stood the test of time. That continually reinvents sure. itself and continually just like, you know, whatever's going on in life, they always just fucking keep rolling. They do, they do. Are they still making episodes? I feel like they still are. I, so, like, I yeah, I have to say, I I'm like a, I'll watch like season one through ten like fifty times. I haven't seen too far past. Like, I have my clear cut off with The Simpsons, but like, I still do. If I if I happen to catch like a season twenty or what is it now thirty episode, like I'll I'll enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I, I I have my nostalgic classics. <laughs> oh my god! You know what I really loved, um, and I'll still watch it if I find it on a on adult swim is um oh yeah adult swim like yeah. uh fucking uh, aqua teen hunger force oh man Lab 2020 some... like do you remember space ghost coast to coast okay so like i <laughs> i uh i i remember like I, I haven't watched like a ton of episodes but i remember i was just super lit one night like in high school and like I watched Space Ghost and I remember just crying on the floor. I was laughing. I had no idea what was going on. I was just like, what? It, it was, it was amazing though. It was like, it was that kind of humor that like, you know, when you're in that mindset, you're just like, this is ridiculous in the best way. Yeah. And then they um, did a spinoff called The Brock Show. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh my God, dude. I'll send you some links. Like Please they're do. out of control. <laughs> but I think my favorite, my very favorite one was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Like Carl. Oh, are classic. Kidding? Classic. <laughs> and uh, Johnny Cosmic agrees. He says Adult Swim is the best. Adult Swim is just another another level. They they know exactly what you want to see at that time of night. <laughs> oh, Samantha says, yes, girl, Master Shake and Meet Wad. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, this, I just learned something about, if that's my wife, Samantha, you're talking about. I didn't even know she watched that, I don't think. We <laughs> learned all kinds of things here at the Sunshine Show. Sunshine Show. <laughs> uh, let's see, Robot Chicken. Did you ever mm. get a Robot Chicken? Oh yeah, they, there was like a Mario Kart where they like, I think they like eat magic mushrooms and they're like driving around the cartoon. It, oh, it's just like, it, it's so, so excellent. And there was another one that I really liked. So my, my weird thing from childhood is I used to like horror movies a lot. And like, every, I, I won't, it's like still a special thing for me. Every, every October I'll watch horror movies all month, but I won't let myself watch them any other time of the year because I don't want to like, you know, get too used to it. Yeah, I guess that too. But like, but they had a robot chicken where like they do like a Jason episode where he's like a regular human who lives totally normal every day of the year, but on like Friday the 13th he like dresses up again, and then he goes back to normal. So it's like, I really appreciated that. Yeah. What uh, Don is dropping Ren and Stimpy in the comments. Oh, Everybody loves Ren. Ren and Stimpy. Man, Ren Stimpy was a, it still is like a mind fuck. It's like, what, what was the situation? Do you show? remember Powdered Toast Man? Yes. What, like, who what came up with that? And then there was like the little old naked man that had his like butt cheeks bandaged. Yes. Like, over his 
and oh man like that yeah i was actually talking i was jamming about that show with a with a coworker uh last year and we were just talking about how weird it is like if you especially if you watch it now you're like what the hell was going on there for sure uh just says beavis and butthead for beavis and butthead classic and to be honest like i I was like only fringe on Beavis and Butthead because my my mom was like kind of kind of tight on like what she'd allow me to watch and Beavis and Butthead was like on the shit list for her. She was like, like these guys have why. nothing. Yeah, I have nothing I have nothing to offer and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is so cool though." <laughs> um okay guys, are you ready to win something really cool for the 50th episode celebration that's still going on this Ooh. whole week? Ready. Yeah, so we have, Brandon, what are you going to contribute to the giveaway? I know we talked about this earlier. It's a great question. You know, if, if I could get some audience help, if I could ask the audience, like, what is the, what does someone want? What does someone think would be cool for me? Um, because I, I, I like hesitate to think that I have anything really cool to offer. Oh my! <laughs> so God. if anyone has an idea, throw it out and I'm open to it. I'm down. Um, you are really so kind. Um, you guys drop the suggestions in the comments. I'm actually wearing a bass kids sweater that says bass players go deeper. What, what, what? Um, you guys can win either this hoodie or I have a huge selection of hoodies and shirts and hats in my Etsy shop. One lucky winner will win whatever um, merch item they would like to win. And uh, and then whatever good old Brendan's gonna contribute. Let's see, an hour songwriting sesh is what Jess says. Totally down, hundred percent. Let's do it. Hour songwriting sesh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. We, it is on. <clears throat> um, Love it. All right. So one item from the merch shop: a hoodie, a hat, a shirt, a pair of socks, whatever you want. Um, and then a one hour songwriting session with the one and only Brendan Clemente, you guys. This I'll, be, I'll be surprised if there are any entrants for that. <laughs> Boom. Um, all right, guys. So the first person who can tell me what age Brendan was when he first picked up the guitar in the comments wins that merch item and the songwriting session. I'm going to have to think about this answer too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The high one. I was wondering if you were going to go for it. I was like, I don't think I could reach that. Do, do, do. do you have Two. that answer, Brendan? 17. What? You weren't supposed to say it. <laughs> oh, snap. Whoops. Let me you see. You have to come up with another one? No, no. Let me see what they dropped in the comments. We have 13, 14. We have 18, 12, oh. 11, 13, 12, 10, 12, 6, 15, 9, 22, no 8, way. and 29. Everything but 17. Who was closest to seven? Someone said 18. Um, that I don't know if that's fair, but. That 18 <laughs> came from Don McDaniel. Are we, are we, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Are you, are Don we, McDaniel, you won the prize is. tonight. You got it. 
you. Super stoked. Thank you all for playing along. Um, Brendan, you are hilarious. <laughs> it's not it's not uncommon for me to miss my timing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all organic, you know, and I was so seeing your post throughout the week and you were like super stoked to be on the podcast you know, the same week that Zeb was and Rob D and Juan Love. And I got to tell you, it was all very organic how this like lineup happened. Awesome. All, all such awesome people. So you deserve everything that you're getting and just keep working hard and keep motivating and inspiring everybody around you because whether or not you want to believe it or not, you are inspiring so many people. I truly appreciate that. Thank, thank you so much. That means the world to me. Absolutely. Do you have anything? Well, so merch, how can we support you? What's next? Uh, I, I have a lot of, um, so, so like my, my like main focus has been kind of trying to build up. I'm trying to get this cool community of people in my Brendan Clemente music fam. Um, so if, if you're not a member yet, um, I would, I would love if you joined, it's a Facebook group and, uh, we, we have a lot of cool people in there, lots of good vibes. And, uh, that's where I try and like get all my, get all my updates out and stuff. I honestly, yeah, I'm going to have, I'm, I'm terrible at like the business part of music in a sense. I like, I, it's taken me so long to get merch together and stuff. Um, I will have merch together and that's going to be the first place I post it. Um, and yeah, just if, if you want to follow me on like Spotify or Apple music or whatever, Brendan Clemente music, um, I I'm, uh, I'm on the quest to a million streams. So every stream it's, it's literally all of you guys. Like I, all I do is try and get the word out and, uh, you guys are making that happen. So if, if you want to stream the music, um, and just, just be a friend, honestly, I, I, I'm not like, I, I, I like when people reach out to me, I'm sometimes I'm bad at re returning messages right away but like i love when people just you know just message me even if you're if you're having a bad day having a good day feeling the song not feeling the song like I, I don't care like i just like to talk to people so feel free to reach out and i will i would be stoked to talk with you awesome and i've had a great time talking with you tonight and i know that this will not be our last time talking i look forward to having you on the show later on down the line. It's gonna be a million, a million streamers at that point. <laughs> I'm gonna be with you along the way the whole time, Brendan. Thank you so much. You are amazing. Everybody at home, you guys rock tomorrow. I have Rob D from Part One Tribe. On Friday, we have the one and only Juan Love. You guys, I love you. Please stay happy, stay blessed, stay safe, be kind. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Love you guys. Bye, Have a good night. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye, sunshine. Bye.